Welcome to the Aquademia podcast. Our diet is hurting the environment in myriad ways. I mean, we desperately need to eat more seafood. This is a pioneering industry with a whole lot of people who have really good ideas and a lot of experience and are unafraid. Aquademia is your go-to podcast for a fresh take on all things seafood. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this final year-end episode of the Aquademia Podcast. I'm Sean O'Loughlin. I'm Justin Grant. And I'm Maddie Cassidy. And this, like I said, is the 2020 Aquademia Year in Review. This is going to be the final episode of 2020. Um, We are ready to leave that year behind us and we're ready to bring (laughs) on 2021. Um, But we wanted to do, just like we did last year, we wanted to do a recap of what our year looked like. But before we get into that, if you want to reach out to us, there's two ways you can do that. We are on social, Twitter, at AquademiaPod. Send us an email, podcast at aquacultureallianceorg And make sure to leave us a rating and review on whichever platform you listen to us on. That's right. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen, wherever podcasts are podcasts, we are there. Hit the subscribe button, and then moving into 2021, you will get every episode delivered directly to your device when it's available, so you can listen to it at your leisure. So- Let's get into it. Do you, I got some stats. Do you guys have anything you want to say before we start getting into some numbers? One thing, if you want to listen to last year's wrap-up episode, we'll have it linked in the show notes. So you can kind of listen to how far we've come since then in the past year, which will be kind of cool to look back on. Yeah, it'll be interesting. to, to rev- I actually haven't reviewed that one again, but we were in person for that one and you know we're, know we're all remote for this. We actually started this year with a bunch of episodes in person before we had to all start working from home and find a way to do this remotely. I think uh, one thing that's interesting that makes me very proud is that a lot of podcasts kind of slowed down or they stopped producing episodes in 2020 because just the the difficulties that everyone had to face. Uh, We had a plan to release an episode every other week and we actually released more episodes than we planned on this year. We, instead of <laughs> slowing down, we ramped it up and did and did extras. So I want to talk about some numbers just to get some numbers out there. But I also want to kind of highlight our top three favorite episodes for each of us from this year, because I think it's it'll be fun to kind of go back and, and take a look at some of that. And Justin, I think I'll have you start that off if that's all right. I actually wrote down three things that I've learned from okay. doing the show with, with both of you this year. Uh, it, I think it'll be hard to pinpoint three episodes that uh, there are definitely ones that stood out, but. I'm going to go with all of them were great, but there are a few things I'd like to point out as uh, things that I've learned uh, in 2020 from the from this podcast. Cool. So we'll get to that, but I just want to go over some numbers first. So this year in 2020, we released 42 episodes, counting this one, a total of 42 episodes this year, uh, which included 33 guests. I th- that's pretty good. I think that's, that's right. That's a lot of people. Maddie counted 32. I counted 33. We're just going to round to mine because it's higher. Um, <laughs> we, we, we had 33 guests on the show, which, uh, you know, every time we have a guest on, we bring them on because they're experts. So there's a lot of really good knowledge, really good expertise uh, in the, the bundle of episodes from this year. And I, I think we did a good job with getting perspectives from people who are aren't necessarily in the traditional seafood industry. Mm-hmm. Like we got a lot of academics on here. We got people who are artisans. We got a lot of different perspectives and opinions. And I think that that helped make this year an even better year for the podcast because 
it wasn't traditional seafood. We did have traditional seafood, but we also had some unconventional things too. Yeah, we tried to branch out a little bit. You know, we had um, someone come on who makes products out of salmon leather. And, you know, we had some people who are doing scientific research, but we also had some people that came on um, who are just trying to sell fish, you know, and it's it's a really pretty diverse uh, group of episodes, which is pretty cool. We uh, once again had we have listeners uh, on every continent except Antarctica. We're still waiting on Antarctica. Somebody please make that happen. <laughs> um, I couldn't get a number of actual countries you aren't a true listener of the podcast if you haven't heard us rant about how we need a listener <laughs> in Antarctica. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of people rolling their eyes because of that because we constantly <laughs> talk about that. So let's see. Our most popular areas for you know where we have the most listeners is the US, the UK, most specifically Scotland still uh, holds at number two, and, and Australia, New Zealand is number three. But our biggest increase uh, was in Norway and Scandinavia. You guys really, I guess we, we got spread around there. And I actually have some really cool stats. So Spotify does this Spotify rap thing, right? And if you have a podcast, they give you some stats about your podcast for that year. Uh, and they had some really cool ones here. So this is Spotify specific. This is not overall. But uh, on Spotify, we had a 350% listener increase in Norway. Wow. So I guess Norway, like they started, you guys started using Spotify and you like to, you, you like to listen to us, I guess. So yeah, 350% increase, 110% listener increase in the United Kingdom and 67% in the United States, which, you know, that's kind of our, our base listenership is the United States. So I'm not surprised that that didn't increase too much. Uh, But like I said, that's only on Spotify. So, but overall uh, there was a big increase uh, out of Norway and, and Scandinavia. So. We had a 144% increase in followers on Spotify overall, uh, 70% increase in hours listened. So, you know, some really, really fun stats, really good stuff. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. And I, and it's all because of you guys. It's all not, not you two, you guys, you know, you do what you do, but it's all because but of you the were looking at me when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is actually a lot because of you, you guys as well, but the uh, you know it's it's the listeners that are apparently we're doing something you like and we, we want to continue keep doing that. more of it. Yes. Maddie or and Justin, think, do you guys have any information on kind of what the people liked? Well, uh, if you if we look at some of our analytics, there definitely seems to be spikes in a few specific episode types, uh, and I'll speak to one. Maybe Maddie can speak to the other one. But our species spotlight episodes seem to do really well, and and that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I don't come from a background in seafood in general. So when we do these episodes, I learn a lot f- from them. And I'm assuming that our listeners do as well. And that's why they do, they they seem to thrive a little bit more than some of the other episodes that we do. And the other one, Maddie, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So the other type of episode that always just blows our expectations when we release them are the Seafood Career Pathways episodes. And I think that that's because It's really fun and intriguing and interesting to listen to the story of what got a person to where they are. And it's it's fun to hear different decisions they make and what led to this random opportunity that they decided to seize. And then that's what got them to where they are. So those are definitely some of my favorite episodes to record. And 
listen to people tell their stories because there's nothing people know better than their own lives. And it's fun hearing people's passions come out like when they're talking about this one specific job that they had and that changed everything for them. So I love those episodes. I love those episodes too. They're really inspiring. Mm -hmm. And we definitely want to do more of them in the future. So you can look out for more Career Pathways episodes in 2021. Yeah. And if you are in in the industry and you think you have, well, I mean, everybody thinks their own pathway is interesting. So if if you have an interesting story you'd like to share with us, please reach out to us, podcast at aquaculturealliance.org. And we'll talk about having you on the show to tell your story because people do love to hear these stories. I mean, who doesn't want to hear someone like Jeff Peterson tell stories about peeing over the edge of a boat in the middle of the night down in, in Latin America? <laughs> that was probably the funniest moment of the podcast. <laughs> it's up there. up there. <laughs> we had to sneak it into this episode. For sure. Uh, and then regarding the species spotlight, um, it's not surprising to me that people really like that too, because a, a, a large base of our audience is people who work in the industry and they are looking for information that will help them in their day to day. And this is the type of information that's going to be useful to them to know about the different species that that they work with and to to hear about how the markets are doing in different parts of the world and stuff like that. And those are usually two part episodes. And it's usually both episodes do better than a lot of the other episodes around them. So um, you guys really like it. I think people like when Denise comes on, she always has some really- (laughs) Our guru. Yeah. She always has some just amazing facts. She's just an encyclopedia when she comes on. And uh, you guys seem to like that. I don't think we're going to obviously steer away from those areas next year. We want to continue, especially to focus on the ones that that our audience wants to listen to. And Sean, you mentioned this a few minutes ago, but it is really important to us to hear from our listeners of of what they want. Mm -hmm. And we we constantly pound in the ways that you can reach out to us. And we we strongly recommend that if, if there's something more or unique that you want to hear about, or you want to get on the show, reach out to us and let us know. Absolutely. And make sure that you leave a rating and review because what that does, you know, we, we push for ratings and reviews, not because we like to read, you know, compliments about ourselves and it it makes our egos very big. (laughs) It does do that. And that's fantastic. Especially for Justin. Especially for Justin and myself. But the main reason why we really ask that our listeners Go on to Apple Podcasts or or wherever you listen and give us a rating and leave a written review is that affects the algorithm for searches for podcasts. So the more written reviews we get, the more we'll get noticed because it will bump us higher up in those lists of recommended podcasts. And so the more we can build this community and get more listeners and get more inspiration for new episodes and get more guests that you guys want to hear, and we can really fine tune the show to what you guys want. So that's why we, that's why we push that. So my last, you know, my last uh, ask of the year is to please take it, take two minutes and just, even if you just say, you know, if your comment is love the show, keep it up. Um, that's helpful. Anything is helpful. So now thank we're going to get like 50 of those. I know I'm okay with it, <laughs> but th- seriously, thank you for anyone who's done that. That support means a lot to us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely who's reached does, out yes. hundred percent. Justin, you said you learned a few things this year through, through doing the podcast. Uh, can you, can you give us an example of something that you learned? I know yeah, you did, it, you did things that you learned. I kind of focused more on my favorite episodes from this year. I had, I, I mean, <laughs> we, we talked and Maddie mentioned this earlier too, but one of in my notes here, I, I, I really talked about, uh, some of these stories people are coming on and, and telling us their, 
stories on how, where they started and where they ended up. And I, and I feel like there's a pattern. And Matt, Matt, you mentioned this. There seems to always be a single moment in someone's life where they had to make a decision and it wasn't a very easy one. Whether it's leaving your job, leaving your family, just making a very challenging decision. And, and they made the challenging decision and it completely changed their life for the better. And depending on who we have on the show and what they're talking about, I mean, in a career pathways episode, it could be they were on the verge of a great research project or inventing something new. And in order to accomplish that or to dive deeper, they had to make some sort of sacrifice and they were Mm -hmm. at a crossroads. And every time they chose the challenging path because it could potentially lead to greater, greater things. And Risk for reward. And now, how do I take that personally? I have been talking with with Sean. I'm going to start becoming a beekeeper. I want to uh, manage a few hives personally. And there's a financial commitment to starting that off. And there's a lot of research that I need to do. And I want to do it not only sustainably, but I want to do it correctly. And it's going to take a lot of of learning. But I I took I, I, I thought about some of the episodes we've we've done and listened to their stories and I just I made that decision, that financial decision to start out because I think it's going to be rewarding. It's going to be educational not only for me but for my children to kind of learn this. I'm sure some of our listeners are wondering why I wasn't starting uh, like an aquaculture facility or something, but I don't have the, those funds sitting. I, I can't start a recirculating aquaculture system. I'm not I'm not quite uh, <laughs> financially stable to do that. But I, I think this is this is something that's going to be fun, and I use some of the ins inspiring stories from this episode to kind of lean me down to, to kind of pull the pull the trigger on uh investing in this so and if you want if you want to support justin in that endeavor you can actually follow that he he created some social media right what's his social media account yeah i'm so uh i'm only on instagram right now and it is the honeymoon farm so you, you um, can see i didn't the... know you made an instagram i'm gonna go follow you right now yeah <laughs> Look it up. I'll see it's, if we get any. Uh, it's going to be good. And uh, you can send an email to justin.grant at aquaculturealliance.org if you want to support him financially in this endeavor as well. Maddie, <laughs> do you have anything that you've been inspired from these episodes to do like Justin was? Um, No, nothing <laughs> like in my normal life. <laughs> um, well, you, you know, if this out. is successful, I'm going to have to tell my story. Yeah. Yeah. We'll expand cool. into uh, to beekeeping certifications <laughs> talk about your story but, but you know that i've learned i've i have learned a lot from one our president of gaa george chamberlain he he has a lot of connections with scientists who are doing a lot of research on certain viruses that are that are really hindering the development of whether it's salmon or shrimp and rearing bees for honey is no different there's a lot of challenges it's not as simple as setting up a, a hive and and just letting them do their thing. There's there's maintenance. You need to be knowledgeable of what you're looking for ever so often when you're checking the hives and making sure that, you know there's d- disease free. You're managing the diseases if there are in a, in a hopefully organic way. So there's, there's I've learned a lot. The seafood industry has taught me a lot on ways of thinking around managing a successful beehive. I know that sounds kind of strange, but I, I no really that makes think perfect better sense. off from what I've learned. Makes perfect sense to me. Um, Maddie, do you have anything that you learned uh, or any favorite episodes from this year? Yeah, I would love to talk about like some of my highlights from this year with the yeah, podcast. Sure. So I think there are, I was aiming to only come up with three, but there's actually four because there, I just have so many favorite episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so We have a great job, um, don't we? <laughs> 
<laughs> we just have some really cool conversations. And since I, as a podcast listener myself, I don't like, I love listening to podcasts, but they don't always like stick out in my head. But since I'm a part of these conversations, I remember them a lot better. So they're more memorable and they're they're like special to me. Um, so the first one that comes to mind when I think of favorite episodes of this year is probably the blockchain episode, which is probably mm. unexpected coming from me because I'm not a very tech savvy person. I mean, no, I'm tech savvy. I'm just not like very interested in technology. Yeah, I hear you. But this episode <laughs> was so interesting because we really delved into something that on the surface seems like it has nothing to do with seafood and it actually has so many different ways that it can tie into the seafood industry not only like become a part of it but also really benefit it and help it become this sustainable thriving industry around the world and i just i loved that conversation and i can't recommend listening to that episode enough so We'll link that one in the show notes for sure. Yeah, that was definitely one of the most unique topics that we've yeah. had, um, which is is pretty cool. All right, I, I want to give one of my favorite episodes from this year, and it was episode fifty one, which was our our first roundtable discussion, mm. uh, which actually we aired that live, like we did the the roundtable discussion live in the very beginning of the year, and then we took the audio from it and we released it as an episode. But I I love that because it's. It was on a topic that is kind of the reason I started the podcast. It's near the, and dear to your heart. Yeah, the topic was uh, come together, uniting the wild and farmed seafood sectors. And that was the, the the topic of the roundtable discussion. And we had some really influential people on that to have this kind of candid, informal discussion about this and what we can do to take next steps. And uh, and I, I that is primarily the reason I wanted to start the podcast because I wanted to get knowledge out about both and how they, you know, we can start chipping away at this kind of us versus them type philosophy. So that was one of my favorite episodes from this year, for sure. That was a really good one. And it was really, I think what made it great was having people that are from so many different parts of the seafood industry and also mm -hmm. competitors with each other. Yep. And they you all break down those walls, you break down the competitiveness and just say, hey, how can we work together to, to raise everyone up? Mm -hmm. I think in the beginning of this episode, Sean, you're talking about some of those, uh, what do you call it? When someone leaves a rating and review, there's an algorithm that, that kind of helps spread that. And yep. what we're trying to do with the podcast is what you were saying. We're trying to to, to, we're not trying to take sides. We're trying to break down those barriers, figure out how we work together to make the seafood industry as a whole better. And so, hopefully, we're 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 reaching an audience, and 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 we're and we're doing that. Uh, but we want to grow. And we want to reach more people. So, not to to go back to that. Leave a rating and review. But yeah, I, I, I think that. Hopefully, if people agree that what we're trying to do here is, is working and beneficial to them, then then by them leaving a review, that's really going to help spread this even more. No, that's reach. right. That's right. And we are the first to admit, and we've said it so many times, and I'm going to say it again, that we tend to be a little more lacking in content surrounding wild-caught mm -hmm. fisheries just because of the position that we're in in the seafood industry. We are, you know, we, our company has historically been a aquaculture advocacy group. And so a lot of our contacts are in the aquaculture sector and a lot of our knowledge base surrounds that. And so 
we are going to continue in 2021 to really try hard. It's going to be one of our primary focuses is to bring on a lot more wild caught content and get some fisheries contacts in here and really start building up a community on that side as well. Cause we really Mm -hmm. want to push this, um, this unity that's, it's important to us. So Justin, what else, uh, what else have you learned this year from, from the podcast? Uh, let's see. Well, the, the second one that I wrote down, Maddie actually talked about, and it was the innovations that we hear about on the, on the show. So we were talking about blockchain as one example, and it, most of our listeners are in the industry and they already know that this is happening, whether it's looking at different forms of fish meal or insect meal, like the way that we we're feeding our fish to technologies that are in the cages that are helping rid salmon of sea lice mm-hmm. to how we look at processing fish, whether we can do that on a boat right right into the ocean to it's just there's a lot of things that are happening that are quite amazing and it's really helping move the industry forward. Yeah, I mean I could go into some more details, but I just one thing I've learned is just to appreciate the hard work that a lot of people are putting into this industry to help move it forward, uh, especially with the innovations and things they're all over the place yeah and if we can have you know we we are a platform that allows us allows those people to get the word out about those innovations and and Mm -hmm. hopefully spread some of that knowledge around which is nice to be in that position what about you maddie you got something else that you wanted to i do this one definitely sticks out to me this year because it shows how aquaculture is very relevant to the COVID-19 pandemic. And that is our episode, which we did on an, a Global Aquaculture Advocate article all about how farming horseshoe crabs can mm-hmm. help the COVID-19 pandemic. And that is because of something that I had never heard of and did not realize the significance of, which is that horseshoe crabs have something called LAL in their blood, I believe, Mm -hmm. or their, yeah, in their blood. And this substance, LAL, is used in vaccines. And And their blood is blue, which is just an awesome, cool fun fact about it. (laughs) That's just so crazy. And I've always been fascinated by horseshoe crabs. I remember we went on a field trip in the third grade to this like horseshoe crab breeding area that they just like (laughs) naturally go to every year in the spring. So I've always been a fan of them and I had no idea about this. So this was a really cool episode for me. And it just shows that farming certain species can really help the planet. And I'm sure this isn't the only example of that. Like, of course, other like the first thing that comes to mind when you think of farming fish is that it helps feed the world. But this is something that's just like it's something you might never would have thought of. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. I almost put that as a as a highlight for me as well. I think that episode was super interesting and fun to talk about, especially because I used to talk about horseshoe crabs a lot when I at my last job when I worked at an aquarium. Oh yeah, I bet you did. I would I would teach kids. I would bring uh, horseshoe crabs to classrooms and stuff, and you know, so it was a lot of fun to talk about that. Uh, but Do they the, call them the police of the sea because they have blue blood? I'm going to choose to skip right past that oh one. Oh, my. And, uh, I wonder how many of our listeners are rolling their eyes and are saying, oh, another Justin lame dad joke. <laughs> That's hilarious. I got to throw them in there every now and then. Sorry. Oh, my God. You worked hard on that one, though, so I guess I'll acknowledge uh, it. Well, actually, well it came to my head immediately that, that after someone said blue blood, but I had to wait a few minutes to uh, to say it, so people probably thought that I was <laughs> stewing in the brain, but it wasn't. It came instantly. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, another episode that I want to highlight just because it was so much fun to talk about this with you guys was uh, episode 65, Five Unusual Seafood Dishes You Probably Haven't Tried. Um, that was a fun one. It was so much fun. And we got some fun feedback uh, from some some listeners about that, about people who had had those and then some other dishes that they hadn't tried. So I'm sure we'll do a, a follow-up episode to that at some point in the future with five more seafood dishes that are that you probably haven't tried. But that was just so much fun to talk about. Yeah, so. we are gonna we might have to be a little creative. If, nef- if next year we're back in the office and we're doing this in person, I wonder if we could add a, a video component to some of the show notes and and do some sort of like taste off. Yeah, well, taste GAA. Oh, here's the thing: GAA <laughs> does have a YouTube channel. Uh, we can link to that in the show notes. You can see some of our educational videos that we make and some some talks from past goal conferences and stuff like that. But yeah. I I think it would be kind of fun when we are able to get back together physically and do some in person. Uh, episodes to maybe make some videos for the YouTube channel and and share that with our listeners as well. I think that would be really fun. Justin, you're you're up next. We're in the home stretch. Yeah, we are. Uh, really, the last note that I took was that there's still more work that needs to be done. <laughs> really, I, I put uh, specifically here in the United States. I think we had an episode. I don't I don't know what episode it was where we talked about some some laws that were put into place to really help. Do you, do you remember that episode, Sean? Yes. Uh, let me, let me bring it up here. So I guess where I'm going with that was just, uh, we're, we're starting to move in the right direction as a country that typically doesn't eat as much seafood as other countries, especially over in, in, in Asia. Uh, I think we need to do a better job of educating consumers. I still, when I ask people in my family, you know, what do you look for when you buy seafood in the supermarket? And they're, first response is always price yep there's there's work that still needs to be done yeah yeah so i understand for, price is important but for reference ahead, that episode was episode 67 titled breaking down the u.s seafood executive order with margaret henderson of uh, stronger america through seafood and that oh, was highly a recommend really if you haven't heard it super to to that episode. informational episode just packed with good stuff especially if you're here in the u.s there's some really yeah. really good stuff in there uh maddie or Justin, do you have? Are you done, or do you have something else? No, I, I I think that's it for me. All right, Maddie, what do you got? Okay, I have two. I'm gonna do them together because okay. the reason why I want to highlight these was because they were both just very fun conversations. The first one is episode 81, which was accessorizing salmon with salmon leather, mm. and. I, again, I think the common theme with the episodes that I chose was because I had like an aha moment that I just realized that I had never heard of this thing before. And salmon leather was definitely one of those things, especially when used to be making like leather goods, like purses and belts and things like that. So that was a really, really fun episode. Fascinating. Yeah. Just a completely different industry that you wouldn't even think is connected at all. Um, Right. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. And Daniel was really fun to talk to. And the last episode that I want to highlight, which, Sean, I'm sorry if you were going to do this one because I know you really liked this episode, too. This was our <laughs> Seafood Career Pathways episode with Simo Zacharias. And yep. that was my Simo, third, yep. Oh, my gosh. I'm yep. sorry. No, that's but okay. Yeah, it was just it had to be done because this episode was amazing. I've known Simo for a few years because he was on GAA's 30 under 30 list a few years ago. So that mm-hmm. was how I first met him. And it's just been really cool to see him 
move up in the seafood industry and then this year winning the global aquaculture innovation award and us being getting the chance to interview him it was kind of like a full circle moment for me yeah i would agree and i want to say this all of the guests that we have on this podcast are phenomenal and amazing people and we are so appreciative appreciative of them coming on simao is just a tremendous person and just very, very, that episode was so inspiring to me. If you have not heard it, please go back. It's, it's episode 86. So just a few weeks ago, we released it and, um, it's, it, it, it was really, really good, really impactful. And the last few minutes of it alone, uh, are very inspiring. So I really highly recommend you, you check that out. That was definitely one of my favorite episodes from this whole year for sure. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about that before I give my last honorable mention though? No. Okay. So my last honorable mention for just a hilariously fun episode was episode 83, Mutant Self-Cloning Crayfish and Jellyfish for Dinner. I knew you were <laughs> going to bring this one up. <laughs> it, it, I just never thought in my life I would be able to talk about something like that. That's just hilarious. And it was just really fun. So sometimes sometimes we, you know, don't just don't just have uh, serious, uh, you know, scientific topics. Sometimes we find some fun little articles, too. And I found that from a... Facebook group that I'm in uh, that's related to the Fish Nerds podcast. Another shout out to Fish Nerds. So just wanted to throw it out there. That's a fun one to check out. Yeah, I think every now and then when we're we're brainstorming as a as a team and, and thinking, you know, what are the last five episodes? Where do we want to go with the next five? We I, I think if we ever have a roadblock, we 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 look at how the three of us could do something still on topic, but. A little bit more on the, the the light side, where we just get to kind of pull our professional studio faces off for a little bit, and then just joke between each other and, and have a fun episode. Yeah, those are the fun episodes for us, and I think some of the listeners appreciate some of that kind of humorous stuff thrown in uh, as well. So, something that we did talk a lot this year about was uh, COVID response. It, I think especially earlier in the year when this first happened. We had a lot of episodes about how different types of companies, either farmers or retailers or distributors, you know, how they are dealing with the pandemic and continuing to conduct business and continuing to feed the world. I want to take a minute to just say we are super appreciative of all of the people who are continuing to work through this time to make sure that safe, healthy, sustainable seafood is available to people all over the world uh, as everyone's going through this really hard time. And uh, we did do a lot of episodes on that. I think some of our listeners may have gotten a little bit of COVID fatigue with that. Uh, and I apologize if you think that we were focusing a little too much on that. But, you know, we really heard a lot of stories of how people were adapting and, and we wanted to share those. So what do we have in the future? Last year, when we did this, we said we're hoping to do some traveling, do some meet and greets. We want, we really wanted to go to Scotland. We really wanted to go to Antarctica so we can just go, get on the ground and, and download one episode and then <laughs> <laughs> get that. Um, but okay. no, we, you know, we, we had plans to travel. We were going to go to Tokyo for goal this year. Um, and we weren't able to do any of that. We, you know, we've been in our, in our basements all, uh, all year. Next year, we don't know if we're going to be able to do those traveling. You know, everything is, is up in the air, but. If we are able to, you know, safely do that kind of stuff, yeah, I would like to do some meet and greets. Maybe we can do some live video chats, kind of like we've done, like the roundtables. If people want to do a virtual meet and greet, we can do that. Uh, what else do you guys think uh, we can, our listeners can look forward to in 2021? Next year, 
we're going we we've been saying this a lot and Sean has already mentioned this in this episode but next year we're going to be putting even more effort into getting more perspectives from the wild fisheries side of the seafood industry so you can definitely look forward to that next year yeah definitely a primary focus for us i think our listeners may notice some small changes to how our ep- what our episodes sound like we're exploring some advertisement space for the show we 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 are a that's right we are a podcast that's specific to the seafood industry, and I, I believe the majority of our listeners are in that space, and it, I, we, we feel that we're growing at a very rapid pace, and we're getting positive responses, and I, I'm sure once we finalize what this is going to look like, we will, we will be posting some stuff in our show notes and figure out the best way to reach out to people who may be interested in having a spot, whether it's in the beginning and end or in the middle. I mean, most people who listen to other podcasts probably are used to hearing uh, these kind of these sponsorship ads. And that's mm-hmm. something that we're going to be exploring in 2021. Yeah, for sure. And it, to, to give a little transparency into that, because I think some people may hear that and think, oh, they get a little bummed out, like, oh, they're going to be selling out or whatever. <laughs> like, uh, to get a little transparency into that, if, you, if you're not really familiar with how podcasts work, obviously, it's free for you to listen to. This is a free product for anyone who wants to to listen to our, all of our episodes and subscribe and everything. Um, but it's not free to produce. We do have to pay money for hosting. We have to pay money for equipment. We have to pay money for, um, you know, all kinds of, of different subscriptions that we use. And, um, you know, that, that we're, we're paying for it. And so to help offset some of that and, you know, some of the more involved content that we want to bring you guys in the future, uh, that's going to also cost a little more money. And so that's why we're exploring this. In addition to that, we also, you know, want to support other people in the industry. If, if you have a, a product or a business that you really would like us to talk about, like we are more than happy to talk about your your business and promote your product on the show. So that's that's just, that's likely, likely going to be coming down in the future, but it's not going to, you know, interrupt the show or really have any impact on the content. It's just something that we're doing to help us move forward in the uh, in the industry. So that's that. And to keep it free. For that's right. To it, it, to. That's, that's the kind of stuff that keeps the this content free. Exactly. So uh, anything else you guys want to say uh, for the end of the year? Like I said, this is the final episode for 2020. The next episode is going to be coming out January 4th. So look out for that. I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners. Like this is such a bright spot in the three of our days when we get to record yep. an episode. And it's it's so nice to know that it connects with so many people. So thank you for making our year special and for continuing to support the podcast because it means a lot to us. Absolutely. Justin, any last minute thoughts? Yeah, just uh, anyone that's celebrating a holiday at the end of the year, enjoy and have a safe um, and hopefully a successful 2021. That's right. We'll see them in a few weeks and in in the new year. That's right. Thank you so much for being a supporter and listener for this year and before and uh, for continuing to support us in the future. We cannot do this without you guys. There's no reason to do this without you. <laughs> so um, we really do appreciate uh, all of the support and the listens and the, the shout outs and all of that. Um, that's why we do it. So thank you so much. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday, whatever holiday you may be uh, celebrating. I hope it's enjoyable and I hope you have a safe, happy and healthy new year. And we and will eat some seafood. Eat more seafood, and we will talk to you in 2021. Thank you so much. Ciao. Bye.